in this episode, we talked to my buddy Wade, and we were working on my brother's Jeep, and he was putting white lithium grease on some bolts and washers before we put them on uh, my brother's Jeep for a winch. And uh, I'll go ahead and listen to what, why he did that. All right, we're in the we're in the toy box, little known as Wade's garage. Tell me what you just uh, what dissimilar do what now? <laughs> Two types of metal can react with each other and corrode. It's called dissimilar metal corrosion. There you go, folks. <laughs> There's a Wade-ism for you. We're in Mike's or Wade's garage, working on Mike's Jeep, and uh, he busted out that little piece of information, so I put that on there. Hello and welcome to the Crossthread Off-Road Podcast, where we discuss what's happening in Minnesota with off-roading in the off-road world. I am your host, Mitch Mose. You drive. <laughs> he just told me I, I'm allowed to drive. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, we're here. Thanks for coming back. I'm here with my buddy Wade, and uh, one of the reasons I want to bring him in is he's, a, he's the type of guy that's not afraid to try things. He has the tools, the know-how, kind of. Anybody's willing to try things out. Uh, close enough. Close enough. But Wade and I, a little backstory about Wade. First day I met him, he was on a BMX bike, <laughs> and his soon-to-be wife was on the pegs. And as I was talking to him for about five minutes, a little puppy pops out of her sweatshirt, and that's how I met their dog, Kobe. <laughs> so we started walking away after we got done talking to him. I said to my wife, I go, I think we just moved it. Uh, the 16-year-old just moved in next to us. <laughs> Uh, the second time I really got to know Wade, it was uh, a few months later, middle of winter, and uh, all of a sudden I look out, my, it, was a, it was a Saturday morning, I see this guy out there using my garbage cans from the night before as he was holding on to him, but, but underneath him was a unicycle. <laughs> And he was trying to get good at using a unicycle. Yep. I'm like, who is this weirdo? You got to keep up with the Joneses. <laughs> Use my them. friends were learning, and I, I'll be I'll be darned if I was going to be the last one that knew how to ride one. So, well, middle of winter, it's icy. There's snow on the ground, and he's out there in a snowmobile <laughs> suit, basically, in coveralls, and trying to figure out how to do. I guess the snow would break his fall. Right. So he's willing to try some of those things. And he has some great stories about petting zoos too. He can fill you <laughs> in sometime, uh, but. Oh, thanks for coming, Wade. Yeah, my thanks pleasure. For, thanks for coming. Uh, but really, I met him because he was one of my neighbors. Uh, we moved into a rich, in Richfield, and he moved in a few years later, I think about three or four. We were there a few years, and we were just excited, my wife and I, when he had some young people move in. <laughs> <laughs> so we had some people who were under 90 moving in next to us, and so we became fast friends. And I don't think we went out much. We just hung out each other's garages and houses Quite and bit, yeah. drank a lot of beer. Yeah. And that was mountain our, bike to the pub occasionally. Yeah, we did that a few times. And uh, one of our first time of really digging in deep together, uh, working on the vehicles, one day I came home and I had blown a, um, a belt because the air compressor on my Explorer yeah, froze. Yeah. And uh, I think Wade said, we can do it. We can fix it. <laughs> he started <tearing laughs> into it. And I think he was taking things apart by the time he came up. You know, I had a, one of those you know, frustrating days at work, <laughs> let's just say the, say the least. And uh, I think he came up, I had about 17 beers gone <laughs> while he was trying to pull it out. Like, it's on top of the engine. It's the easiest thing to get to. It's like four bolts and the belt. So it didn't take me that long to take it off. And I look up, and there's already like nine beer cans <laughs> in the in the pile that was started. I'm like, how did you get through nine beers that fast? Well, what was most interesting is my wife was... About seven months pregnant at that time, 
with our second boy, and she pulled up a lawn chair along with Wade's wife, along with the neighbor and his wife. That's right, yes. And the dogs, dogs were all sitting there like, well, I guess they're just going to watch us you know, work on this tonight. It was a good Friday. It was a fun Friday. <laughs> but the, that was one of our first real work builds. But uh, one thing that Wade, like I said, is really good at is he's an expert at not being afraid to try something <laughs> new. He uh, will dive in. Uh, he's like, well, let's, let's give it a try. Let's make the part. Let's, let's order the parts. Let's tear into it. And one of the ways I know he got into that was through building motorcycles. Uh, so, Wade, tell us a little bit about your motorcycle background, where you started with the motorcycles, how you got into that. I know you had a mentor at one I time, did. too. Yeah, that's kind of where it came from. So tell me about that, because I know there's some uh, great stories there with him. Sure. Uh, uh, well, I, w- I was always kind of interested in mechanical things. Um, I have a mechanical engineering um, degree. But um, uh, when I was in uh, probably early junior high, I'd say, the neighbor that lived so behind my house, there was a, another house with a, with a little stretch of property. And a guy lived there and was always working on motorcycles. I could always hear him like revving them up. And every now and then I'd see one kind of rip around the yard. Like, like he was kind of like warming them up or something. He, he wasn't really riding them in his yard. But... But I could always hear him running over there, and there were always people over there. And one day, like, I just couldn't stand it anymore, so I jumped the fence and walked over there and was like, Hi, I'm Wade. I'm, I'm the neighbor kid. <laughs> um, and it turned out he was a really nice guy and a really, you know, really good teacher. And I had an interest, and so, um, I mean, pretty quickly, every night when I got done with my, um, you know, with my chores around the house and, and around the horse barn, where we lived, I pretty much went over there and helped him fix motorcycles. And he taught me how to do all that stuff. And I mean, it's kind of those basic mechanical skills just keep carrying me forward. Mm-hmm. And it's not that much that much different. And then later on, you got into that he likes Hondas. So uh, I am he's a Honda guy. Uh, you got into some motorcycle racing. I know he had a 350 flat track. Yeah. Um, so I rode, so I started. I bought my first motorcycle from my neighbor, and my buddies did too. So it's it's a lot like jeeping, right? You, <laughs> you kind of you, you need you got to do it with your buddies, right? That's what really keeps you coming back. So I bought a, a mini bike from my neighbor, and a couple of my buddies did too. And so mm-hmm. we all started riding mini bikes and having a good time on like my dad's my dad's property, or we'd ride over there uh, at the neighbors. Um, but um, I'd say. I really just kind of rode for fun. We would ride in the woods, stuff like that, until I got home from my first year of college. And a good friend of mine from high school, he had, he was older than me. He had just gotten out of the Marines. Mm-hmm. And we both, you know, I'd come home for the summer. He'd come, uh, had come back from the Marines. He finished his four years of active duty. And uh, for so, we, like, cross paths in town, like the first week I'm in town. And it's like, oh, you, hey, you're home. I didn't know that. And I'm like, yeah. And uh, he's kind of a goer and a doer. He's like, we got to do something. And it's like, okay, what should we do? It's like, let's get, let's get race bikes. Let's, <laughs> let's race motorcycles. I'm like, that's a great idea. <laughs> so um, uh, he scrounged up some cash, and I, I probably used a student loan. I don't know. But, <laughs> and I went and bought, uh, we each went and bought um, uh, motor, flat track motorcycles. It, flat track racing was really popular in central Illinois, which, is, which was where I was. And we started doing that. Mm-hmm. And it was a yeah, it was a it was a vintage bike. It was an XL three fifty Honda, but in a purpose built racing frame. Yeah, so you did the that piece for a while, but then you went and bought. I know you bought a brand new four fifty, right? And you had to build that. It's a four fifty motocross bike, and uh, that was the carb version. And mm-hmm. you built that into a flat track, right? 
right. you know so he kind of went through the stages of how to build that how to send the shocks out shorten the shock a little bit bring it down right uh, and so all that knowledge you know how how to build a motorcycle you, you kept on growing and learning yeah, and then um, that's you know when, when he moved in next to me that's where i really got to know him and he had that 450 and i would go to a couple different races and and i grew up on a farm so there's a lot of you know I don't know how much transfer there is there, but I was always a, I'm always afraid to tear into stuff like we do now. Like, I'll give you one example is when I got my Jeep, kind of fast forwarding real far, and we were going to tear into the paint job. We had to take a wire brush to our our, yeah. our paint jobs. And I was like, yeah. are we really doing this? Because I was a little scared about doing it. And he just started tearing into it on his Jeep because we were in my garage at the old house. And like I guess we're gonna we're using this wire brush on a power wheel basically <laughs> on a drill and, and going to town. Yeah. But uh, that's the one thing I, that I respect is, is is if you really have that the background in something, you, it gives you confidence to move over a little bit and try it somewhere else. And so then uh, fast forward a bit more. Um, one of the things Wade's great as is being a Craigslist pro. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, Craigslist Pro. But backing up just a bit, I want to talk a bit more about motorcycles because uh, where the name of Crossthread Podcast, Crossthread Off Road Podcast, comes from Wade. He had uh, he had something that came in, and, and uh, why don't you tell a story about your buddy with uh, the torquing down the what was it, oh, axle? Yeah, yeah, that, it was yeah, it was a friend of mine, so I can't take credit for it, but it was pretty hilarious. Uh, he's a he's a squirrely little friend of mine, <laughs> and uh, I can't even remember the the, the bolt, but it's an important bolt, right? One you you don't want to just use your old elbow wrench on, and. Uh, uh, I was like, uh, hey, Jesse, did you torque that? And he's like, better. I cross-threaded him. <laughs> like, so that, okay. And I, I mean, we, we fell down laughing. Like, so oh, when I was trying to come up with names for a podcast about off-roading, and a lot of them are, you know, four by Minnesota and all this stuff, they're all taken already. You know, it's, when I was trying to name my, my fitness company, it was the same thing. I'm like, all the good ones are taken, all the good names. <laughs> you know, so you have to kind of come up with something different. So I thought, you know, cross-thread, you know, Amateurs or enthusiasts like us, <laughs> like Wade and I are mostly enthusiasts. We don't claim to be professionals in this. Right. You know, is uh, we make a mistake or two. And uh, one time Wade was helping me out with a, a project. I think it was my my the the front end fiasco Friday. We're going to talk about in a future episode. Maybe we'll get to it on this <laughs> one. But he goes, "Do you have a cross thread bolt here? Here, <laughs> cross thread nut?" I'm like, "Yep, I kind of knew that." It was on my. Um, what was that thing? The spacers, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Oh, we can fix that. We'll just chase it up, chase it up with the yeah. whatever deal, chase, and it, yeah. chase it all, chase down the threads." I'm like, "Okay, cool. Glad we don't have to put a new new one in, but we'll figure it out." He he knew that part. So what I'm getting at is why Wade is important to our group of friends. Is he has the tools? He's not afraid to try to use them. <laughs> he's yeah. that guy that's like, "Hey, let's give it a try. Let's see what we can do." <laughs> so. Wade is a is a Craigslist pro. I'm back to that piece. Uh, one of the things that he does too is he'll find a lawnmower on Craigslist. <laughs> or one time he's out for a walk with his little daughter. Do- his daughter was about 18 months old. They were just like tooling around the neighborhood, and there's a lawn boy lawnmower sitting inside the, the road that said "free" on it. And he just he grabbed it and walked brought it home. I go, what's this thing? He goes, ah, you know, uh, I don't know. I could fix this thing. And sure enough, he fixed it and sold it for 100 bucks. What'd you put into that? Probably 10 bucks. Uh, parts? Um, I don't think even that. I think I just cleaned the carburetor and washed it off real good so it looked nice and clean. And <laughs> re-oiled the filter for the air filter. <laughs> yep. Just needed some love. Yeah, so he has that type of idea and some friends will drop off uh, motorcycles. You had a little Honda or Yamaha, what was that thing at one time, that scooter you had? Oh, the Zuma that yeah. I fixed for my coworker. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was fun. We tore up that up and down the street, a little yeah. scooter. Yeah. 
Yeah, same thing. So having a friend like Wade is, is fun because, uh, you know, even this Saturday we got a little Jeep build. My brother with his TJ's coming over, and he bought some parts off of Wade a winch, and uh, so we're going to put that on. And my, my brother sent a list of stuff he wants to work on. <laughs> yeah. He's got an ambitious list for for one day. Yeah, he does have an ambitious <laughs> list. He says he's going to split us up into groups of, or teams yeah. or something. Yeah, he's got a plan. Oh, man. Hope he'll be the garage foreman. Yeah, he'll be yeah garage foreman. I don't want to put Mike in charge. <laughs> More on that later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Wade's a Craigslist pro. We're going to ask him uh, how he stole his uh, his Jeep. He he bought yeah. a Jeep for a very little price. And, and why don't you tell us that story, how you came upon that? Well, um, so I'd been looking for a long time. After I finally decided, hey, I want to get back into back into Jeeps. I had a Jeep for a short while when I was in high school, an old CJ. Um, but so I'd been looking for a really, really long now time. Now the CJ guys want to know more detail than that. So CJ um, five, CJ seven, seventy four, CJ seven. Mm-hmm. Um, got it for free. Cost me a tank of gas to drive up to Chicago um, and deliver a pony to my uncle. So <laughs> okay. my my uncle used to run a racetrack in Chicago. A horse racing track in Chicago, and he bought a small pony that he wanted for you know the kids to pet or something when they would come to the racetrack. And they had an old CJ7 there at the that was abandoned, mm. and they used it like a golf cart, like to just run errands around the you know horse racetracks big. Mm-hmm. And I kept bugging him, hey, I want that Jeep, I want that Jeep. And finally, he calls me one day and he's like, hey, you still want that Jeep? I'm like, yeah, I do. And he said, well, I just bought a little pony from your dad. He's like, if you'll deliver it, you can take the Jeep home with you. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I ran the VIN on it. It wasn't stolen. It was just abandoned. So I brought it home and ended up selling it to a minister when I left for college um, who restores Jeeps. And I know, so I never got to see what it ended up looking like, but he does that all the time. Okay. But anyway. That's uh, a great story. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Should've, you should have kept that one. Probably. It was a cool Jeep. <laughs> it was cool. Um, had to, you know, arc the solenoid with two screwdrivers to start it because <laughs> I never fixed it. Um, <laughs> it was just a farm jeep for me to play in. Uh, but anyway, so I'd been looking for a really, really long time, and you know, I so I, I see one, and it says, uh, I don't can't remember if it said it was a Rubicon or not, but you could you could faintly see in the photo. I'm pretty sure the guy took the picture. With like a 1992 Nokia flip phone, <laughs> it was like, like the grainiest low res picture I'd ever seen. Which good, which was good. It played to my, it played to the price. So he had it. I can't even remember what he had it priced at, but it was it was priced pretty pretty fair, pretty cheap. Uh, but in the picture, it had like canvas doors on it, and it was just a really bad photo of it. And um, so I call the guy because the price was at least interesting enough. It was like low miles. He had like 119000 on it when I bought mm-hmm. it, 120000 So I called the guy and talked to him a little bit about it. And I said, do you have the, do you have the doors for it? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got a canvas doors and I have you know, full hard doors. I'm like, oh, okay. And I said, I think I can see the Rubicon decal on the on the hood is it a real rubicon or or does that even say rubicon i mean the picture was that grainy he's no it's a full yeah full rubicon I'm like oh well how does it drive well pretty good it's at my parents blah 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 i'm like uh okay you know would you take seven he's like sure I'm like great i don't know if Come you heard that heard that folks but he basically got it for half price <laughs> because the person had grainy photos so note to self if you're ever going to sell something take some better <laughs> take photos take better help. photos than the worst help, you could possibly help do yourself so i um i burned some frequent flyer models and took a one-way flight to um milwaukee it was somewhere around milwaukee and took a cab 
and it wasn't even the guy didn't even live there. It was at his parents' house. So I, I, you know, I, I meet mom and pa, and they were they were really nice people. And I looked it over and said, "Yep, this will work." Because I figured, I mean, I I generally think that most people are good people, especially if you get to have a conversation with them. You can usually tell if somebody's not being a straight shooter. But you I mean, kind of paint yourself in the corner. This isn't the first time you bought something with a one-way ticket somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I bought my Sprinter van that way too, yeah, in Chicago. Yeah. Yep. So um, you're kind of painting yourself a corner, like, I'm kind of like buying this thing. Is that what you're thinking when you Oh, yeah. Plane? I, mean, I, I mean, I get on the plane with, you know, seven grand in my pocket. I mean, I'm buying it unless, <laughs> unless I show up and something really surprises me. But, well, you know, like I said, I, I think once you, when you talk to people, you get a pretty good feel if they're straight shooters or not. And, and I think most people are good people, so... So you picked the Jeep up. I know it was an interesting ride home because even when you got back to our neighborhood, you wouldn't let me drive it because you said, what was wrong with it? Yeah, so um, so I paid for it, and they handed me the title, and everything's you know everything's fine. And I, So I hop in it, and off I go down the road, run to the gas station, fill it up, and I get on the highway. And I didn't really notice it. I'm like, oh, it's, you know, it's a little loose, um, but it's a Jeep, right? Yeah. And I think my vehicle before that was like a Mini Cooper, which is about the <laughs> tightest vehicle. Yeah. Um, but I get going down the highway and I hit a bump in the highway and I mean the and it kind of you know bounced the Jeep a little bit and I mean the body like swayed crazy and I'm like whoa, <laughs> so I pull over and I realize the sway bars the factory sway bars were or sway bar connects um, had popped loose you know it's kind of like a ball and socket joint and they literally popped out so I had no front sway bar basically I'm, I'm discoed going down the highway so and I had a whatever five, six-hour drive home from Milwaukee like that. <laughs> so it was a little white knuckle for me, but uh, we nursed at home, and the the guy was nice enough. He called me and asked, you know, hey, how'd it, how'd it go? Um, did, you know, everything cool? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's good. I said, I don't know if you realize, but the sway bar links are, were, were busted on it. And, um, I mean, I didn't even say anything or ask anything, but the, the guy was like, man, I feel really bad. I feel like I misrepresented. I'm sending you $100 back. <laughs> so, well, thanks. So not even you steal so I it. I ran and bought, <laughs> and I used that money to go buy some soy bar links to replace <laughs> it. it was good. So that was really nice of him. He didn't have to do that. So uh, one thing I always like to hear about when I listen to different uh, different shows is kind of what people drive. That's why I ask people about it, you know, and get into it. I know all about Wade's Jeep because I've been in it and been around it, you know, for last, how many years we've had it? Four or five years now? You've had that for... Man, how long have I had it? Wade, just say, uh, Wade came home with that Jeep and it was about five months later I got my Jeep and it was about two months later Mike got home, came over with his first Jeep, yeah. my brother. Yeah. And now he has two of them. It's been for sure five years. Yeah, I'm at four, four and a half about. So, uh, so yeah, we've... We've gotten into it, and, and we, we know it. And then one of the first things that he noticed was wrong with it was the fuel pump, which is a common problem. And that was our first project on any Jeep together was the fuel pump. Yeah, and my, yep. And, uh, you Wade, buy something with over 100,000 miles, I just have that mindset, right? It's going to need some gonna gonna need, need some. some love. And so we had not the right tools, and it probably had, I don't know, probably a couple gallons too much of gas in it. Oh, yeah. And we started tearing into that, that, uh, was heavy. that fuel pump. But we got it done, and and it was interesting because it was the, one of the coldest days of the year, if I remember. We were in your old garage. and Yeah, the it, torpedo heater that's super noisy. <laughs> but we worked on that for a few hours, and uh, we got her in there. And I think I was underneath the Jeep in a real awkward situation, 
and getting tired. I think that's why <laughs> Wade appreciates me because I I might be uh, the strongest person he knows. Yeah, need a pair of hands. <laughs> so strong hands is even better. So it was an interesting deal, but we got that done. It was the accomplishment of working together that was uh in, in getting yeah, the project done. That was that was pretty fun. Well, and getting the bolts out, if you remember, because when we went around, uh, so when I went to, I had to do it a second time. Um. Which is kind of funny. So I love forums, and I love getting on forums and reading. And you, you got to be careful because you know some people share opinions that might not be true, or they might be lopsided, right? So yeah. Sometimes. So you got to be careful. But in general, just don't read one opinion and run with it. If you read enough of them, then you know I, I think you can generally make that opinion. So anyway, uh, I went. To, so I you know I go to AutoZone or something, and I bought that fuel pump, and we replaced it that day. And then I just happened to be on the Jeep forums and poking around about it, and people are all over one of the one of the particular brands they didn't particularly like, and said, "Yep, I mean they work fine, but they don't last very long." And, and sure enough, it, it didn't last very long, <laughs> and I had to change it again. And so, uh, this, and that was just this this last winter. So it okay. made it it made it four years, but I mean the factory one made it <laughs> ten, fourteen, fourteen, or something, yeah, or whatever. So uh, what was the price difference between those two? Um, it was it was a good half again more. Oh, okay. So I mean, you kind of get what you pay for, I guess. So, yeah. So I, I spent the money for a, a different better brand. One. Yeah. Yeah. Since you're gonna. So keep we'll it. see how long that one lasts. <laughs> well, that's awesome. But I was a lot faster at doing it this time because I don't know if you remember, they've got these weird, they use carriage bolts. Yeah, because we did my we did my 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 gas tank skid plate was getting rotten and I happened to find one that somebody had bought which is a, was a stock one but they were trying to find one for an XJ yep. and they ordered the wrong one so I said well, I need that one and yep. and I might as well help this shop out who got the wrong one because that's exactly what I need so I went to a shop in Minneapolis and picked it up and for I think I maybe saved ten dollars but I think I wasted two hours of my time in traffic but at least I helped <laughs> this shop out and you know got to go for a drive with my kid in the Jeep and it was fun yeah, go for, but, a, um, go for a ride but we worked on that, and I think my it was a, hard getting those out. We were wrestling them out, and you, you're they like they were spinning, like, and so it, that's why it took us so long to do it the first time. Again, you sometimes you just got to learn things the hard way. The third time we do this, we it might then we're be, experts. We're experts, <laughs> yeah. And it's like okay, now I know how those carriage bolts kind of like to rust, and they like to spin. So now I know how to, you know, how to get in there and pin them, and just just cut them, and stop trying to wrestle them. Just cut them off, be done with it. And, and replace them. I was afraid to do that because I couldn't see how they got in. Mm -hmm. So I thought if I cut them, I couldn't replace them because I didn't think I'd have access. And then I, once we got got them down, I finally just gave up and we cut them off and said, well, "We're just gonna we're just gonna deal with it." Yeah. Um, then I realized how they actually are mounted in there. And it's like, oh, okay, we can replace them and we can put different keepers on them. And yeah. Basically. Well, make it new again. I don't know if it made the podcast, but uh, Brad and I, who has the CJ in the, from the first episode, I told him that story, and he goes, "Oh, I got sick of doing that. I just cut a hole in the butt of my floor." <laughs> <laughs> I learned that on forums too. That guys do that. He goes, "I did it like five, six times. I got like, sick of that, so I just cut a hole. So I have an access panel opens up, and I'm right. I got. I go if right there. If it fails <laughs> often enough, you have to cut a hole. I mean, that's got to tell you something. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know if it made the pot or not, but that was uh, yep. like, well, that's an idea if yeah. you're if. You, if but his Jeep has never been in a high range, <laughs> so he's offered uh -huh. only with that thing. So uh, it's interesting. That's kind, there. Of a, that's kind of a cool, like <laughs> Chevron on your shoulder. Right? <laughs> I've never never needed to put it in high range. So that's he said that cool. for 24 years, never been in high range. That's so funny. That's cool. Well, that's awesome. Hey gang, if you would like to support the podcast, you can go to the link that I provided in the show notes right at the end. It says Apparel Store. 
It's a Teespring link. Uh, kept the prices pretty fair. And uh, just know that every dollar you spend kind of helps out uh, the podcast. Thanks a lot. And we're back. Uh, one thing Wade and I were just talking about on break is our, our ideation board. <laughs> we always <laughs> talked about this, and mainly in his garage. Um, Wade Wade built a keg raider one time, and uh, he buys kegs, and he always has me come over and finish them for him. He goes, there's only 15 gallons left. Come <laughs> over. <laughs> uh, but when he's working on his motorcycles, his Jeeps, I was always be over in his garage and, and uh, either handing him tools, holding the flashlight, are doing some crazy stuff, but then then we got to talking one couple different times, and one of the, one of the things that we talked about was funny. He goes, you know what you should have? We should have some drawers on wheels for in your van or your pickup, so you can have tools in there and pull it out. And we kind of started talking about it, <laughs> going through the whole thing, and yep. this was years sketched ago. Sketched it up, sketched it up, and he, so we were kind of dreaming about it. it was a, we called it an ideation board. We go, we should have a chalkboard in here. We need a chalkboard. We never did get a chalkboard. We never did do that. We should have. You know. Idea one we never got done with was that. <laughs> but that was so funny because a couple of years later, a year later, I was like, Wade, somebody came up with your idea and, and um, for the drawers and uh, the truck box. What's it called again? Well, it was like... Decked, a, the deck system. The deck system. Yeah, the idea was like it's like a truck box, but the problem is you can't reach it. So why don't you build a toolbox built into the back of a truck box? Yeah. So somebody would, somebody came up with the idea. Then it would slide to the back of the pickup. And they're selling a million of them, by the way. So you can work out of the back of your pickup truck. Yeah. So Wade had this idea, but sat on it too long, and somebody else had the same idea, Man. and now they're retired. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't seem patentable to me, and I just figured somebody that already makes toolboxes or truck boxes would just copy it. And yeah. So. Kill me, so. That's our, our uh, we almost had the deck system in our, we had in our heads, but we didn't act on it. And so, right. fast forward a little while later. Uh, <laughs> we one, solved a lot of the world's problems. We did, we did. <laughs> well, one day I told Wade that I go, I think I'm going to quit my job and start my own business. And I did. Yeah. I kind of went through the process and then Wade goes, you inspired me, Mitch. I just, I started answering the recruiter's calls. <laughs> <laughs> and then he did a little job jumping. Now he's back where he was, but he's in the position he wants to be in. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so, but uh, he, he moved around. So it's like we had an idea. We had a few ideas. We put them down on board. We, we went after them because we got, you know, somebody stole the deck system from us. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're like, we're going to jump at it. So, but we had a few other ideas. I think afterwards we started getting, the, we got the Jeeps. Now we have, I definitely have a list of, of things that I want to do with my Jeep. And so the ide- ideation board still lives in our heads. Yep. Now it's just on, yeah, it's on, on little uh, smart devices. Yeah, it's on my notepad on my phone. And I, st- I still have a notepad where the, the Jeep build is what it's called. I have and one too. <laughs> the list starts to get long, and just for fun, I kind of want to keep a tally of everything I did. Yeah. And what's, what's, what's fun is when we, we first got his Jeep, we started talking about I mentioned this in a previous podcast about where we want to go with our Jeeps. Are we to go to 35s, 40s? Where are we going to get to uh, 33s? And like, well, if, if you go over a certain mark, mark you got to really change axles, gearing, brakes, all that stuff. And, and the you know, bigger the tires, the more easy it's going to break sometimes. Yeah, you got to do it right. You got to do it right. So we started talking about uh, going to 33s, and, and that Wade's there already. He's got his, got his flat fenders. I got my flat fenders in this box right now. One thing we'll get to sometime this winter, then I'll get my 33s also. Yeah. Yeah. And so we kind of went through that, and that's where we want to go. And as I mentioned before, we, we did some trails in Moab. If you have 33s and lockers, you can go on a lot more trails. <laughs> and so it's kind yep. of, so we got a long-term plan, 
and then a short term is <laughs> the next thing we're going to do. We should do like a wedding montage, you know, like when you get married and they have like the TV playing and it's like when you were kids and you're growing up. We should do that with Jeeps, right? Here's what it looked like when I bought it and here's what it looked like six months later and a year well, later. Wade's going to really... <laughs> you watch it grow up. Wade's going to be really annoyed about the next thing I say because I texted the oh, guy. No. I texted the guy I bought the Jeep from today. Of course you did. <laughs> I like... Most people just being Minnesota nice were like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, give me a call sometime. Mitch is the guy that takes that seriously. <laughs> like, that's a commitment. That's not a just I'll be here. I'll be here for Christmas. So the, <laughs> yeah. So the guy made the mistake of saying, oh, you should really, you know, drop me a note every now and then. He, he did. Mitch Actually, takes him up on it. He did text me back right away. I told, him, I told him I had the podcast going. <laughs> he goes, oh, that's cool. I'll listen to it. And then he goes, because my wife and I were just talking about the Jeep and how much fun we had in it. And we wonder what's up. Do you got any pictures of it? Yep. And I go, actually, I do. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> Who doesn't have a few pictures of their Jeep in their phone? I, mean, I, think I you... have a whole album. <laughs> and so that was, uh, that was kind of fun. I knew Wade would get a kick out of that because I was just texting <laughs> Kevin from Plymouth today. Yep, that's, <laughs> ah, that's funny. <laughs> like I sold a guy a Jeep five years ago. I didn't, I didn't know I was starting a relationship with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not getting really that easy. Yep. I kind of I stick around. So That's funny. So, uh so the ideation thing, so one of the things I had, uh, one of the things that Wade and I first put on the board when he got his Jeep and I got my Jeep a few months later is like, wow, we need lift kits. And I mentioned this in my last podcast that Wade is allowed to look at his phone and research stuff. And when, he's, when his wife's watching TV, when I'm not. I yield control of the television, so then I get to do whatever I want. Yeah, there you go. That's fair. So he, <laughs> he figured out what lift kits we needed and he tried... I think he did get a deal. We went with BDS, and you called and said, "If I get yeah. two of them, do I get a deal?" And you, yeah, you somehow brokered a deal. Yeah, no, it was just a four-wheel drive shop. I, um, I can't even remember um, where they were out of. They, they weren't, they weren't local. I mean, they, they have a, a physical shop, but they have a big online presence. And I, I don't know. I called the guy and said, "If I buy, what about two of them, right?" Yeah, yeah. So if I buy two of them at the same time, what, what can you do? And he's like, "Ah." Uh, I can't remember. He said, I can do this. And I'm like, I oh, can do a little better than that, right? Like, Come on, two at once. Like, it's, it's an easy transaction. He's like, okay. So, yeah, he gave us pretty good disco on those on that BDS kit. We got something for free. I can't remember what yeah. it was. Um, be- before that, though, I, I skipped a step because we got our winches. Winches were first. Winches were first. And I, have, I think I still stand by that. I think that's the first upgrade you should get if you're going to go wheeling. Yeah, because we did that out of the gates pretty quick, I want to say. you did, Yeah. Because we had it before Do we remember went. remember was the difference between going to the winter run? We went to the winter run. was the first time we actually went, hey, let's go try this. Yeah. Because we'd never been jeeping before. And then when we went back the second time, we had winches. Yeah. And then we, we kind of felt comfortable kind of trying stuff. Because mm-hmm. if you got hung up, you could get yourself off. Yeah. Sometimes, you know... Um, Toe strap ain't gonna cut it. Yeah, <laughs> you know I, you know you know I turtle on things all the time. <laughs> uh, I got hung up on some stuff. Although don't worry, that video will make the uh, I, I'm sure Instagram. It will. I'm, <laughs> but I'm uh, sure it will. Yeah. So the winches, we like I said, enthusiasts like we are, get it right the third time. So I don't know if Wade knows this whole story, but uh, we usually start with his Jeep because he has a garage and it's his garage. So if we get hung up and has to sit for a day. Yeah, we learn on my Jeep. He has another, he could take his, one of his vans <laughs> to, yeah. to, to work yeah. and then the Jeep can sit. Uh, so we got the winches and um, and it didn't take long. I think the first one only took us maybe an hour. Not even. Oh yeah, they're not hard to install. Uh, to do, I think the second one mine took probably a little less than that. We did a couple extra steps. 
you know, we wanted to route the cabling and st I don't, I don't want to route, I didn't want to route it through the grill because I just don't like the way it looks. I wanted to go under the grill, but there's a, there's a sharp edge of metal there where they crimp the sheet metal. Mm -hmm. So remember I, we went in and I, I wasted a garden hose. Yeah. So I cu cut a garden hose up into pieces to wrap around the, the cabling. So it, it rubs on that garden hose and it wouldn't rub through the cabling. Yeah. And so we do an extra arc. step to kind of insulate yeah. that. Did a couple extra steps. Did a couple extra steps and that worked out really well. I think the, then my brother-in-law, uh, Doug, he went and picked up the same winch and he bought an ARB bumper and I put that in by my, well, with his help. Yeah. And uh, cause all right, I got this yeah. and uh, we put that in there. And the funny part was I had my hand up in a weird angle doing something like, God, there should be an easy way to do this. And I'm putting this <laughs> nut on there, getting it in there, got it all tight. And I realized I could just went underneath it, no problem, and had the same nut. I was really, literally doing it the wrong way, the hard way, for no reason. And I'm like, well, I could have done it that other way. <laughs> you know. But, but that was the first time I seen that type of bumper. And then we put a fourth one on together, or th your third, my fourth, with Brent's. Yeah. And we put Brent's, yep. and we slapped yep. that on before I think we even cracked a beer. I think we had nah, go on pretty quick. Yeah, we had that done uh, pretty quick, but we've yeah. we've it's definitely used them. We definitely used them now a good bit. Oh yeah, I mean mine's mine's got a lot of tugs on it. <laughs> got a lot of miles on I that mean, one. If you're not getting you know if you're not getting stuck and hung up, you're not trying. Yeah. So then fast forward, you know, another year we went to um, to get the BDS kits put in. I think that's one I want to discuss a little bit because yeah. we had a problem with the okay. same thing. We started with Wade's Jeep. <laughs> I mentioned this once before where we had a problem getting the rear, was it the rear shock towers out? The rear shocks out? Those uh, four yeah, the top, the four top bolts that hold the the rear shocks in, they're, they're, they cut like a hole in the frame and it sticks up through there mm -hmm. and there's a welded nut on the top and then they run, they run bolts. Well, the problem is the bolts seize in those welded nuts you go to you go to take them off and they just snap mm -hmm. um you then, snapped all three of the four or I all think, four uh, I, I, for sure three of the four maybe all four. Oh yeah i want to say it was three of the four then the problem is so then you get the shock out right i mean you snap the bolts so the shock comes out but now you can't put a new one in mm -hmm. because you've got a nut that's welded in place and there's a, a snapped off bolt stuck in it so i remember this weekend because my, my son had a tournament playing basketball so i had to leave a friday night. my brother stayed over at wade's place actually they got up the next morning started working on the project mason finished his basketball game yeah. and i got back at like one o'clock and you still didn't figure out the solution you know, we worked on it for a couple hours we still haven't figured it out but then you had just found out the solution yeah to that piece yeah and what was the solution? Instead of cut, well, instead of it's a, breaking them and get, how'd you get that nut bolt out? So again, I got kind of got on the forums because I'm not the first one for sure that's had that problem. And some guys take a punch and a hammer and and whack it really hard, and and you can break the weld and you know break the break the welded nut free, and then you got a clean hole. Mm -hmm. um, we tried that. <laughs> I, I wailed on that thing, and I could not break those welds loose. Um, I tried to get in there with a Dremel, but the cutoff wheel's too small. Um, so blah 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 what we finally did was the, the hole the big hole that the shock sticks through it's like three inch about three inches or so in diameter so i took a four inch uh cutoff wheel that i use for like my die that goes in my die grinder my little pneumatic die grinder and i took some side cutters because i couldn't find three inch ones and i literally cut the wheel to a smaller as big as i could still have it so it would stick through the hole but um, small enough that it would fit through the hole. Did you use the Dremel then? 
No, it was a you know like a pneumatic, a pneumatic die grinder. Mm -hmm. um, so of course I cut it with some side cutters, which makes it a little choppy, and that's kind of sketchy. So I got a piece of flat steel. Yeah, and some safety glasses are good. <laughs> and just kind of run it across a piece of flat steel so it got Rounded. round again. Yeah. But then it sticks through the hole, and it's, there's enough of it now that you can just keep it even with the angle of the metal, and you just slowly walk your way through that nut, and then you cut that captured nut off completely. And then you can just use a regular nut and bolt. You just got to get your fingers in there to hold the nut still. Yeah, so that was how we had to do the fix on that rear shock tower. Then, now it's easy. Yeah, now, <laughs> now we know now we know what to do. You know, you got to put a, you know, it's good to put a, you know, piece of leather up there cuz you're pretty darn close to the gas tank. Put something there to, you know, block the sparks, but So then fast forward a bit. We got Wade's all done. Mine goes in there and I said, "Wade, you think I'm going to break these bolts?" Yeah, and how do yours come off? <laughs> so I went four. I was four. so I was like uh, I was happy because then we didn't have to you know do any grinding or anything. But I was kind of mad. <laughs> so we went four for four, getting mine out. Yeah. He went zero for four, zero for three, whatever it was. 0 for three or four broke at least three. And he might have broke all four because it wasn't even like a you know you break a bolt like that's a nice bolt. This was like you barely twisted and it broke. Yeah, they're not. And so I was going real slow, and I'm like, yeah, I think it's loosening up. Yeah. I got the first one, the second. Usually, one. that's what you say because the bolt is the bolt's yielding, right? Yeah. It's, it's breaking. It's like, oh, it's loosening up. Snap. Snap. Yeah. This no, time, it's actually coming out. Like you gotta could, be kidding me. We couldn't believe it. So it was like one of those high five moments where we didn't have to, you know, work an extra twenty minutes grinding these things out. Yeah, we had your Jeep done in yeah half a day. Yeah. We started in the morning. I think we were done by noon. I think I think the only hang up was. Uh, the TK strap. We realized <laughs> we took all weekend. Yeah, I, we realized that I do a TK strap, and we also found the hole in the frame, which I discussed in, with uh, Chad from yeah. Zeus. And yeah, he fixed it up good. So he did the TK strap. He tried to fix it, but he's like, "Nah, I end up having to do the TK strap yeah. for now." So I mean, the frame. Though. Yeah, then he fixed up the yeah, frame. Good and stout. So that was that was one of our big, you know, surprises with the lift kits. But we we are live, living in Minnesota. So we shouldn't be surprised that there's rust. Yeah. When I look at people working on TJs down in Arizona or something like that, oh, that's just not fair. That's yeah, like a brand new vehicle. Fair. You kind of just you just got to go. Uh, I don't know. Anytime you start tearing into them, you kind of just got to go in with that mindset. <laughs> it drives my wife crazy because she always will ask me. I'm, we're going to put on a lift kit this weekend, and she's like, "Well, how long is that going to take?" Because she wants to make plans. And I said, I don't know. It might take two hours, and it might take two weeks. Well, the, the old story. It's, but it's the truth. I mean, you just don't know what you're going to run into. You know, the old story, like you're one broken bolt away from a 20-minute job taking it, all day. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> We've uh, been there that's true. many times. And we, one other time, we, we actually made more work for ourselves. And that, and that yeah, kind of gets embarrassing. That gets me. We're going we're gonna to fast forward to the, our most recent work on my Jeep, which is the Friday Night Front End Fiasco Fun. Hmm. <laughs> that's what I called it. Yep. And I texted Way one time. I go, I think my ball jets are bad. I got some uneven wear in these tires. And he, I go, anything else I should order? I'm sitting at my iPad, my iPad, my phone right now. And he's like, well, how about you order U joints? Uh, or you? And I said, I'm gonna get that steering kit. He goes, yeah, go get that too. Because yeah. we put W was it WJs? No WK WKs. Grand Cherokee. I think it's a WJ. Yeah, Grand Cherokee heavy duty yeah. steering. Well, it's a steering it's kit a, for a V8, but you put it in yeah. a TJ. It's a heavy duty because the TJs are all yeah. Lighter. I mean, it's not like one ton steering or anything, but it's but it's way better than stock TJ for sure. Yeah, and it's so, cheap. Yeah, so it's I was cheap. it was one hundred and seventy bucks, sixty dollars. Yeah. yeah, so I was having some of those you know, classic everything. classic death wobble. So I'm like, well, let's just go ahead and change all the wearable joints out. So I ended up changing yeah. the ball joints, U joints. Steering kit, and then once we got into it, we found out that I need new brakes. So that's what it's, it was just one of those deals. <laughs> it's so all apart, just so well. 
So, you know, why we're put, taking this apart, you know, way goes, you, you, you get all the tools, so I got the ball joint press and then yeah, torque wrench. Yeah. And this is, this is the day I think I worked harder than I ever did in my entire life. I told well, you Wade, did pick the hottest, most humid <laughs> day in all summer long to do it. Yeah, so it was only about 98 <laughs> degrees in my garage. You know, this is... And the sun's down. And the sun's down, and, and we are just sweating. So Soaked. And so Wade gets over. I think you got. I, I gave you dinner. I think I fed you. You came over. And I gave you a cheeseburger or something. I was cooking <laughs> on the grill. So it was like six o'clock. So we'll say. And we start getting into it. And you know, obviously we're gonna have a couple of beers while we're doing this, but that's not gonna slow us down. But we get the wheels and tires off, and that's where we discovered that I had a cross thread. You know, cross thread bolt on my front <laughs> front. The first thing we work on, I knew it was coming. Like, oh, he's gonna discover my mistake. And <laughs> he found it, brought it right away. But we got it all off. I think we started on the passenger front and uh, got that all apart, uh, the, the, the wheel wheel off and everything. We start working on the ball joint, and that's where I could not believe how hard it was to get that ball joint out. I mean, yeah, I was using, you know, I, I lift weights. It's kind of my job. <laughs> and uh, that's the hardest I ever had to pull on anything to get something out. That was mm-hmm. froze in there. Uh, but when it popped, it was just, oh, it was the best. When they let go, they... So that wasn't even the most interesting part because then we started getting to the the U joint, and this is not interesting, w- embarrassing, embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing for both of us because we yes. both watched the YouTube video how to do it. Yeah, the the week before, well, and actually we started what watching. Worse was I'd already done mine. Oh yeah, he did his, but I'd done it two years before because I I had my U joints in my steering. I had one that went bad. Yeah, so I had to do it. Yeah, and uh, but it just had been two years, and I don't know that stuff's not top of mind for me. So I completely I just, forgot. I had just watched this video, "How to Do It Guide," on yep. YouTube. I had it queued up on the yep. TV in my garage, and I was ready. I'm like, "Gosh, we watched. Yeah, we got this. We got this. Let's just tear into it." So yep. we start tearing into it, and so we're holding it in our hands, and we start working on getting the ball joint out, and it's we know it's bad. The U joint. U joint. U joint. I'm sorry. The U joint. We had the ball joints ball out. Joints came out with a little horsepower. Yeah, and so. So this is where the fiasco starts. <laughs> you know, it was going, it was going well, again, smoothish. Blame until... Minnesota rust because there was so much rust that you couldn't even really tell that the C-clip was there. Well, no, did I give a punchline. Oh, man, I gave it up. Okay, okay, sorry. So back it up just a tiny bit. Pretend you didn't hear the word C-clip. So <laughs> Wade and I are like, we're trying to figure out how to get this huge one apart, and we're pre- using the press, trying to work, 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 and goes, oh, Mitch, it's just not going. Don't what's going, what's going on. on here? I think I bent something. So I'm looking at $400 parts going, ah, you know. <laughs> well, Let's he's, go, Chromali. Well, he's swearing at it. I'm, I'm like going, ah. <laughs> so then he goes, wow. You know, let's go back to my house and get some tools, you know, because obviously Wade has a few more tools than I do. So we, he's 15 minutes away now. Instead of being 15 steps what he used to be, he had to move further away. We both moved, actually. So drive over to his house, drive back. There's a half hour right there because uh, he, th- he thought I needed a different tool. He goes, well, maybe we'll cut it out. So we, then we drive back to his house, come back with the uh, hacksaw that he liked. He, he yeah. took two... Angle grinder. Angle grinder. He, so he takes like two swipes. He goes, this isn't going anywhere. I don't know what I was thinking. So we've wasted one hour. Then all of a sudden, I go in the house for something and come back out. He goes, Mitch, I figured it out. C-clamp. C-clip. C-clips. Forgot about C-clips. He forgot all about the C-clips. Yeah. Which, which you is, couldn't see them. You couldn't so see them. rusted in and so, over, but... Note to self. Still should have known better. If you're going to do a job, watch that how-to video <laughs> one more time. Because yeah. he took those C-clips out. We slapped it back together. Yeah. Got that first side done. And I actually should back up. We went to his house the first time. It was 11.30 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> and then... The good news is now that we had that experience, because when we did mine, um, I, I 
you know, I looked it up quick, so I knew there were sea cliffs and did it. Yeah. The problem is, or the benefit is, since we went through that pain, we will never forget the sea cliffs now. Well, we'll never forget sea cliffs. So the value <laughs> is the learning. The, the, yeah. The, now it's ingrained. But whoever needs to do their U-joints next, we're going to be, yeah, we got that, sea cliffs. Like, don't forget the sea cliffs. <laughs> That's the first thing. <laughs> <on my mind. laughs> but, so then, it's 1130, we're the first time with this house. We're doing you know, back and forth. All of a sudden, uh, we, we get everything back together. We get the, the axle back in. It's 1.30 in the morning. It was like, yeah. It was 1.30. And I'm just, you know, I went through. And it was still 180 degrees. It was still 180 degrees. 9,000% humidity. And Wade goes, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in the van. I'm going to do a motorcycle thing on Saturday all day. I'm going to go in the woods and do woods riding. His, he had the weekend to himself, so he was yeah, pretty high. family hyped. was out of town. So then Wade goes, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to come back Sunday. Well, I'm going like. Okay, this Jeep's going to be on jack stands for a week. I can just feel this because I'm not going to... I don't want to take Wade's entire weekend. I don't want to borrow this. That's fine. I got, got the truck. I'll take that. No problem. So then I go to bed at 1.30, quarter to 2 in the morning. <laughs> then all of a sudden I get a text message. You know, I'm like, who's texting me at 6 a.m.? Here at 7.30. It's Wade. He goes, it rained out. I'm coming it over. It did, yeah. So Wade like just said, it rained out. I'm coming over. So he came over and then we, we took apart the second side. I think we were done by 1 or 2. Yeah, in the afternoon, I think you got there at nine. It's a lot easier when you know what you're doing. But um, granted, we did. We also had to get new brakes in there. We did the high up brake upgrades because Wade, Wade looked at one look at my brakes. He goes, "You need brakes, dude. These are terrible." And I thought, "Okay, let's go to the store and buy what we need." And we didn't need a couple other things. I figured what it was because we might as well upgrade a little bit. Yeah. Might as well go to the. Well, did we get ceramic. We put in there. Uh, I don't remember, but yeah, I mean, we did you know pads and or not pads um. Yeah, brake pads and, and new new rotors because your rotors were trashed. Yeah. So I ended up spending, you know, all the money. I'm like, well, since it's all apart, let's tear into it. Nice. Yeah, you got and it. and my motto all, is if all you, tight now. Right. If you break tight something, that's upgrade time. You yeah, know? that's the that's the beauty of owning uh, something like a Jeep, right? When it breaks, you're not oh man, it's like you're kind of excited. <laughs> <laughs> I am because yeah. I start thinking about the cool, better part I'm going to replace it with. Yeah, and the the one thing that uh, we'll, we'll talk about one more thing here, and it's the why you had to get the steering upgrade. We were up oh, in Trollhagen. Yeah. In Trollhagen, he's taking like that fourth trot. Never yeah. the fourth trot, just stop at three. Here's the catch. It's, I should have known better. I was driving like Brent. <laughs> only Brent can drive like Brent and get away with it. Well, he's got how many tires he went through, though. Yeah. Like That guy can just wail on Jeeps, and they... <laughs> That thing just keeps going. I, I don't think he, I, I, I'm surprised he's never broken anything. He just keeps. Well, going. he went through tires. Now he's at the big well, wheel. Yeah, yeah, he tore a hole in a tire, I guess. But that's child's play. <laughs> you know, he, never, he never broke anything serious. So there was a place out in Trollhog, and it, the Noid it was one of the Noid parts. It was just past. I think the it was. Noid. Yeah. It was just past the Noid, not the real sketchy, not the real one of the big log things that you need a buggy to get up. Yeah, now. but it was really snowy. <clears throat> Which was the problem? It it hid the obstacle I hit. So I, t- I, I I was leading the way, and I tried a couple three times. Like, oh, this is solid ice. And then Brent tried it and solid ice. And Wade's like, well, I put the lockers on. We'll give it a try. So he gets over there, and he's he's on his fourth or fifth attempt at this, and you hit some going s- fast because we're snow wheeling, so you gotta have some momentum. So I was going pretty. I mean, for off-roading, I was going pretty fast. Yeah, he's going, he's going, you know, And Brent five. kept encouraging me, so it's not my fault. He keeps going, a little faster and you'll make it. <laughs> a little faster and you'll make it. A little faster and you'll make it. Oh, well, yep. So, that's yeah. That's why part shop love friends, because yep. they'll get you in trouble. That driver's side tire hit whatever it was. It was a, a stump. A stump, a frozen stump. That we didn't even see. It jerked a steering wheel out of my hand, like the thing, like it bumped it so hard. So, so he hits that pretty hard. Blue tire. <laughs> 
You put the yeah, tire off the bead. Yeah, blew, blew the tire off the bead. So I backed up, and I think I had a... Damn, I, don't, I might have had my jack by then, or somebody did. Yeah. Somebody had their... You grabbed a farm jack. Somebody yeah. had one, yeah, so we, lift and we threw it on there, and beat it lifted it up a little bit, and popped, you know, filled right up. Then I'm in, I'm in the lead, so then I run up the hill. My I'm wife just was with us, too. Remember Kelly and Charlie? They're laughing at us. Like, <laughs> you guys are idiots. <laughs> so then we, I run up the hill. I'm sitting there by myself for a while. I'm like, where is everybody? So I like start running down the hill, and uh, Wade's is going, yeah, I got a little problem here. You know, his, his front tires look like a cross-eyed kid. <laughs> <laughs> Things weren't straight. <laughs> they were not Partially straight. Partially out of alignment. So, yeah, so we... Uh, he got to the top of the hill, and we, we tore into a little bit, just trying to get the wheels halfway straight. Yeah, yeah. We, but you well, bent one of the, the pitman arm, or what, what piece so did you bend? So I loosened, uh, well, we just loosened up the, um, the tie rod, and um, you know, turned bent? it so at least the tires were, the, the, the two tires were pointed together, <laughs> but my steering wheel was still way whopper jawed. So yeah, he was so 90 I, so degrees knew, on that. I knew we still weren't right. Um, but that got you know that got us off the trail, and over to over to the parking lot of CarQuest. Yeah, we limped it over to what was it Car? I can't remember. Yeah. Was it CarQuest? Yeah, a little auto parts shop. Yeah. And we limped it over. We limped it out of the trail. He went about thirty miles an hour all the way there. Yeah, because I knew something wasn't right. I didn't want to go too fast. And but that place is awesome. They're like, uh, yeah, we we put a few people on extra on staff. We know they're working out in Troll Hog and they're riding yeah. out wheel on Troll Hog. That was of, with the brand new upgraded steering too. No, that was before that. I think it was no. No, I'd done it, so that was new, new upgraded steering. And um, remember, I had some seized cam bolts in my control arms, so mm-hmm. I put brand new. I mean, factory replacements. I didn't get fancy. Oh yeah, you bent front the control arms. You bent the front put, control. I had brand new front control arms on too. So I so by the time taco them. So Wade went into the store. We got our parts. I think I I picked up something too. I forgot what I thought I needed. Uh, but I started airing up the tires. By the time I was done airing up the tires, you were putting your tools away. You had it all done yeah. already. <laughs> well, I got up there and looked, and the and here's why I remember the new steering was on it because I, I look up at the um, the steering box, the steering, the pitman arm, and I can see there's like a little bit of slack in the in the where the um, where the bolt goes through the the drag link bolt goes through the, the steering arm. And I, I look and the nut will move. And I said, man, I know I torqued everything. Like, and <laughs> Should have cross-read it. And, <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm like, man, did I actually, is that thing loose? Like, man, that could have gone really bad. Well, then I start taking it apart in that parking lot. And I realized I'd hit that stump or whatever so hard that I had literally bent the, the, little, the little tie rod piece, the little tie rod end that goes into the steering arm. It had bent it and pulled it out, and so it had stripped the nut up and loosened it. So I, and and sheared off. You know, there's like a little cotter key that. Oh yeah. Cotter pin that goes through there, and then that was the other thing. It's like no, I had a cotter pin in there. Something ain't right. And so of course I take it out. I got a picture of it on my phone. I've never seen anybody actually bend the, you know, that tapered shaft. Yeah. And I so I bent that, and you know, CarQuest had a replacement one. And I bent a tie rod down down on the tires, replaced those, and then we kind of <laughs> we kind of eyeballed it. We did an <laughs> eyeball alignment so I could drive it whatever forty five miles or fifty miles, however far away troll is, <laughs> to get it back here um, to the metro. Yeah, that was an interesting trip. So so Wade has kind of the tools and a good bit of the know how uh, to get a lot of those things done. So that's why having a friend like that on the trail is always always key. <laughs> That was a great trip. That was a fun one. So it was a good day. 
that brings us to the end of the episode here. I think we're going to kind of stop right there. I have a couple of things I'm going to talk to the weight about. Um, it has to do with the winch, a classic winch that we're going to kind of document a little bit of the the rebuild on that. And I didn't know where we're at with it. He sent me a couple pictures, but we're going to talk more about that in the future. So thanks All for right. coming, Wade. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Hey, thanks for listening. Next week, I'll be talking to somebody new about off-roading and the off-roading lifestyle. Hope you guys will join us. Thanks.